my thoughts and i'm your host mika reeves so what's good y'all i've been gone for a minute um what it's been two weeks uh so let's see what have i been up to um i took a weekend off for mother's day uh we celebrate as a family and we went to a winery and just celebrate all the moms in the family and that was awesome and then um I've been out in the, uh, I went out backpacking into the wilderness and, uh, that was pretty crazy because it was, um, extremely hot and it's crazy because, uh, we, we were just experiencing kind of like not a cold front, but where it was pretty chilly. And so I think when we were going into planning this trip, we were like, oh, you know, still be kind of cool out. won't be that bad. And like, it'll get, it'll get maybe a little more chilled, um, closer to when it started getting dark. And it never did. And it was like, um, we were hiking in like a hundred degree weather. Um, so one of the guys that I usually backpack with, he actually got sick. And so I was really concerned because you're in the middle of nowhere and you know, it's extremely hot and he feels pukey and looks pukey. And so we decided to trek back and that was wild because it was in the middle, what was in the dark. And so we definitely was on our Blair Witch shit out there. And, uh, so yeah, so Um, I haven't really been up to much. Uh, you know, honestly, I've been in a weird season. I kind of talked about that a little bit before where, you know, I've kind of just been sinking into my field, sinking into, um, you know, what I got going on. Um, you know, we finally hit in the summer now. So I'm like two months away from starting school. And that just is crazy to me, uh, to, you know, be walking in your purpose and it's actually here. And I feel like I've been preparing for, um, you know, all of this for so long. And so, uh, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. So while, while I have time and still have free time, I've been trying to just, um, you know, do things that I enjoy and, uh, you know, spend time with my family as much as I can, uh, the kids in my family, because I know I'm about to be extremely busy. And so since I'm going to be busy, uh, I definitely, um, want to make sure I still stay in pocket with people as much as I can. Uh, let's see. Other than that, um, don't really have much going on. I do want to remind you that, uh, definitely follow the show. Uh, I know I've been kind of taking some time off from time to time, uh, but it's needed. Um, you know, I've had life life in, but, uh, but going forward, I'll be back to, um, where you expect the episodes every Monday. So it'll be the back to the same program. I'm in the middle of going through a rebranding with the show that I'm really excited about. Uh, I've actually been working on that a lot more. Um, so hopefully, uh, you'll be seeing that coming down the channels too. Um, also, I'm going to start pubbing for the book club. I have talked about that quite a few times, but uh, I've been extremely busy, but the book club is coming. Greenwich Park is the first book that I chose. So definitely uh, uh, email me if you want to be a part of the book club is ijmtpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that way uh, we're going to meet on Zoom. So I'm also going to be pubbing that as well. So you're going to see that come out to you. And um Let's see, uh, what else have I been up to? Um, don't forget to follow the show. It was something that I wanted to share. Uh, oh, let me tell you this. You know, sometimes I sit and wonder like how I was when I was young and, and just kind of compare this younger generation to how I was. And I know it's completely different, but last night, I'm coming in from, I'm tired as hell because, you know, we were coming in from backpacking and we did about eight miles of just, 
you know, elevation here and there. So I'm tired, you know, it's in the middle, it's, it's late at this point by the time I you drove back to my house. And these kids, I'm literally just behind them. They, they're, they stopped on brakes. They get out of the car and just starts twerking in the middle of the street. And I'm just sitting there like, when have it, when has it come a time that this type of behavior, you know, is okay? Because it's, I, I literally was sitting there like, I didn't find it funny, you know, because if you want to twerk in the street, like do that shit when somebody's not waiting behind you. But it's like really weird. And I feel like we live in a really weird climate where, um, you're afraid to even say anything. Like, I really wanted to be like, yo, get the fuck out the way. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like because the world is so crazy right now, you know, it's like, you don't even want to say anything to anybody because you don't even know what their temperament is even like. And this hasn't been like a first instance of this. This has actually been like, actually kind of not frequent, but more frequent than it should be. And it's just weird. Cause I'm like, what's going on with the younger generation? Like, you know, and I often wonder like, you know, who, who are their leaders? You know, like who, who is guiding them? And I, I, I do think social media, you know, plays a part too, where, uh, you know, you just try to shield your kids as much as possible because it's, it's insane. Like I, I never, um, I've always been a person to just have common courtesy, you know, for people in general. And so even when I was young, like I always still had common courtesy, you know, and I just think this younger generation just don't, I don't know, like not saying all of them, but a lot of them don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. It's just things I think about, but I was literally laying last night thinking about that. Like what the fuck is wrong with these kids? Um, so yeah, so I don't have much today. Um, we're going to probably get into some deep dives, probably talk about some shows, good black news, and then we'll probably go into the uh, thought of the week. So let's first roll into today's mantra. Today's mantra is, I am approaching this day with love and gratitude. I love this mantra because I think that Honestly, I think when you walk in gratitude and walk in love, it's the easiest, it's, it's the easiest way to, um, find peace and just, you know, because you find thankfulness and even the little things. And that's something that, um, I've, I literally kind of shaped my life around walking in gratitude, being grateful for, uh, opportunity, being grateful for the amazing people in my life, being grateful for, you know, my relationships and, um, you know, and I think that when you walk in gratitude, it's kind of hard to have negative perspectives because, you know, you have thankfulness, like even, even when, or if things don't go my way, like I still have another outlook to look at it from that standpoint. Cause it just might not be meant for me at the time. It might be something else that might be coming around the corner. And, um, ever since I've been walking in gratitude, it's, it's just been fun. It's been amazing. Uh, when I think about it and it's been a lot more positive. So I think that's why I wanted to share that mantra because, um, yeah, I think, uh, walking in love and gratitude is something that we all should get into. We all should practice more often. All right. So let's just roll into the deep dive. All right. So 
Let's see. I do want to start by, uh, since I didn't put up an episode last week, I did want to speak a little bit about the shooting in Buffalo. Um, and just more so just, you know, give my condolences. I didn't watch, um, much of like the videos and things like that about it. Um, because I, I think when you, I think <laughs> considering we had like the George Floyd and, and, uh, you know, some of those deaths, like where it is captured on camera, some of those have helped, you know, uh, some of these, some of these, uh, you know, black victims cases. But I think that when you see deaths, like you can just be scrolling in your timeline and you can see someone get shot dead in their yard or something like that. Like, I think you would start to become desynthesized to it. Um, and I don't want to just feel like, I'm not gonna say feel nothing, but in, in essence, over time you start feeling nothing. Like it's just part of your everyday norm of, you know, um, of black people getting murdered. Um, so um, you know, I think the whole situation is, um, is terrible. Um, I was talking a little bit on third chamber pod and I was saying that for me, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, these senseless deaths and these killings and these shootings and things like that, it makes you just more fearful of, you know, being outside, um, you know, being in large groups, you know, this is something as simple as people going to the grocery store and literally lost their lives, you know, just going on a, just a normal, uh, you know, grocery store run. And, you know, I love the grocery store. I actually, you know, float around in different ones. Trader Joe's is my favorite, but you know, when I say, and think about that, you know, it's, it's really scary. And so I think more and more, um, especially how I'm affected by it. Like, I think I've, I'm more become more in my shell, like where I kind of stick close to home a lot more often. I'm a lot more, you know, paranoid when it comes to like my my kids and my niece and nephews and my family like where I'm like you know are you guys safe you know do you have your head on the swivel um and I think that uh it's a level of trauma you know that you don't realize it until I actually sit and, and sink into my mind of what that is but when you're like scary like that and paranoid and, and worried that something's going to happen or, or, or that someone could harm your family members is trauma because we're all experiencing trauma when we see, um, these, these deaths and killings. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I just wanted to speak on that and, and just give my condolences cause it's horrible. You know, um, I can only, uh, you know, I can only imagine. Um, and it's just so, it's so senseless, you know, and it's just so sad that we're in 2022 and you still could lose your life because of the color of your skin, you know, um, it's, it's just incredulous, but I did want to speak on that briefly. Um, so, okay. So some good news. Uh, last week we learned that Rihanna had her baby and she had a baby boy. And I think everybody was excited for Rihanna to have her baby. Um, watching her walk around and just, uh, her, with her belly bump and just, um, be so happy during a pregnancy. I was really excited. It's just, it's, I love it. I love, I love, uh, um, pregnant women in general, um, and bringing life and, you know, women go through so much. And so, um, she seemed like she really enjoyed her pregnancy and just the journey and just sunk into it. So I wish her, uh, and ASAP Rocky the best in regards to that. Um, and I think that's all I really had as far as like what's going on in the world. It wasn't really anything much I wanted to really talk about. The WA started, 
Um, you know, they have been, I see more and more on Twitter where, uh, you know, they've been, uh, trying to bring Brittany Griner home, you know, definitely still thoughts to her family. Like hopefully she gets brought home soon. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, she is the NBA player. She was coming home around the time that Russia and Ukraine, uh, that whole thing started and all the NBA players was kind of pulling out of Europe to come home. She was coming home and she was stopped in the airport and arrested and it's been about 90 something days now since she's been arrested and she's still there. Um, she had a recent court date where they said they were going to keep her another 30 days. Um, I did see some stuff where they were saying that they were trying to exchange her, um, with an arms dealer that we have here. And it's just crazy. Cause she's definitely like a prisoner of war. Um, and so I, I definitely hope that she's able to come home soon, be reunited with her family and get, you know, whatever help that she may need from this experience. Cause I, I would assume it's probably traumatic. Um, I can only imagine. Um, but yeah, so been watching the NBA, um, been excited for this season. And, uh, I did watch a little bit of TV. So legendary on HBO just started the season three. I love that show. Um, and if you don't know what it is, it's like, uh, the different houses, um, they perform and they're trying to win the, um, ultimately win the the ball at the end, like the crown, uh, the legendary crown. So I've been watching that. I'm trying to think what else I've been watching. Um, oh, I just binge watched conversation with friends. That's, um, that's on Hulu. Sally Rooney wrote the book for that. Um, she's actually one of my favorite authors even though I have a love hate relationship with her books, because her new one it just came out recently, uh, a couple months ago. Uh, mm, what's the name of it? Where are you, beautiful world? I want to say. Um, I didn't like that one, and I read it, but I I struggled through it. But I really love Normal People, and that was her second book, and they made that into a show where it came out on Hulu. Um, it's like a British series, and so uh, I really enjoyed um, Normal People. So I was really excited for conversation with friends. Uh, it didn't disappoint, but you know, I, I actually, uh, it was interesting. And, uh, so y'all need to watch that so we can discuss that, but I watched that and I need to watch winning time. And I was excited that, uh, Atlanta housewives returned. I, I really didn't pay much attention to last season. It was okay. Um, but I knew a little bit, so I did watch a little bit, but I was disappointed. Um, what has been disappointing me the most this season has been that I hate that, Drew's storyline is Ralph. Um, I, I, I hate that because I don't know if like, I don't know, but to me, when I was watching the first couple episodes of this season, um, her husband definitely gaslights her a lot. It's really unfortunate. And when she literally was like how, I mean, I was watching it, but when she was literally saying like, I know sometimes I can say stuff and I know that I'm right. And then he can make me feel like I'm crazy yeah girl that's gaslighting so then when she finally said that that's what she that's what was taking place I was like I'm glad that you realized that that's what's been that's what's taking place so um I think it's interesting that uh you know uh we're gonna see some dynamics with Candy and Todd um so yeah I was happy that Marla got her peach too so that's what made me tune back into the show and I love Sheree uh with her little bone collecting self so I'm seeing how the season goes so far I like it but uh I don't know Atlanta to me was kind of falling off, but, uh, this season seemed like it's going to be okay. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I'm watching? Anything else that I have going on in regards to just what's out here? 
I think that's it. I think that's all that I've been watching recently. Um, so this week, uh, for the thought of the week, I'm just going to discuss Kendrick Lamar, new CD. I'm really excited about it. I'm a big Kendrick fan. And so we're going to kind of break down some songs a little bit, but I also just wanted to just, uh, talk about, um, mental health since we are rounding out mental health awareness month. And so let's just go into the thought of the week. Right. So this week I wanted to talk a little bit about Kendrick Lamar new album Miss Morale and the Big Steppers. Um okay, so let's talk about it. So first of all, I am a big Kendrick Lamar fan. I feel like uh I love the fact that he takes time in between his CDs to really give you something of meaning. Um he never comes out with bullshit like, you know, um I've appreciated every single album. Every single album. This one to me um, is an important one uh, for a lot of reasons. When I first listened to it, I got up in the morning, um, about seven o'clock in the morning when it came out on a Friday, and I just listened to it from the beginning to the end. And a few songs, I was like, whoa. So I listened to it again. Then when, on certain songs, you know, I then would pull up the lyrics to really read what he's saying because you know i'm i'm hearing it but i want to also make sure that i'm not missing all of the messages in the song so then i'm pulling it up and i'm reading it and uh what i got from the cd was that you know what we're seeing is a man that clearly has been through a healing journey um that's really sunk into therapy and it's really uh broken down some of the things within himself and that actually wants to um change you know generational cycles and generational traumas and really break those down so that he doesn't um do those same things you know with his family and his children um that was very clear but he broke down a lot of different people traumas but also his own trauma so this is pretty much a cd where you literally are hearing how maybe he his old thought processes were some of his past mistakes i mean he's touched on you know him cheating he touched on um, you know, his mindset and like how he thought, you know, therapy, um, was for the week. Like he really didn't want to go. Um, and so he never really took it serious. And so then you see, you know, as CD goes kind of how he grew and what he learned from that. And, um, so it was great. So let's see. So one of the songs that I thought that, uh, is a few songs that kind of hit you. But one of the ones that I think resonated um, was Father Time. And it didn't necessarily resonate with my story, but so many men that I talked to, um, I can see how that song can resonate for so many people because when he, he starts it by talking about, you know, um, therapy is basically for the week. But what got me the most was when he talked about... Um, that he was so accustomed to if he fell and scraped his knee that he had to jump up quick because, you know, basically he was always told that, you know, if someone see you cry, you're weak, you know, like, so, so from a young age, he was basically taught like, you're not supposed to show emotion, you know, basically like you're not supposed to feel, you know? And I think that's a mistake in so many people, uh, parenting, but I understand why that was because, you grow up with the notion of, you know, I'm a man, I can't be weak, you know, because to be weak is to not be able to withstand and not to be able to withstand is to not be able to take care of your family or yourself, you know, and honestly, 
that's generational trauma from slavery, you know, where the men were so, uh, emasculated, you know what I'm saying? Um, as years went on, they felt that, you know, I have to be this person or this standard of a man because during slavery time, you know, their manhood was taken away from them. You know, they don't talk about it much, but you know, men were, you know, were raped. Um, the, the male slaves had to see their wives be raped, had to see their wives, you know, bear children from the masters, all types of things, get their families ripped away from them where you don't even know where they are. You didn't even have ownership of yourself. Okay. So a lot of times you would see, especially, um, you know, as years went on and generation, generation, where there's this ideal of what a man should be like. And it's not, you know, and it's honestly, it's not really reality. You know, um, I have a lot of nephews in my family that, you know, I'm very, I, you know, I want to be hands-on with, and I try to be hands-on with, and, you know, if you fall, and, you know, you bust your ass, like, if you hurt, it's okay to cry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to express your emotions. And even when, you know, uh, the child was growing up, like, that's something that I really was a proponent of, um, saying your emotions and how you feel and being able to talk, you know, about what you have going on, because that doesn't make you weak by saying that you're hurt or conveying that, right? If anything, I feel like it makes you weak when you don't talk, you know, because um, a lot of times people walk almost like um, in purgatory and they don't have to. So that song was really good. I really, I really love that. It's probably one of my favorite ones. And then the other one that I think has gotten so much, uh, it, it's surprising. It's actually got negative feedback, but I can, I can somewhat get why, but I don't really know why. But um, We Cry Together with um, with Taylor Page. That song is basically an example of a toxic relationship. Um, it's, it, I can see why people are kind of like, I, didn't, I couldn't get through it because it was so volatile because, you know, it's a lot of F you, F you and all of that. But that one was one that I, that I read the lyrics to because, I mean, I could hear clearly, especially what Taylor Page was saying, but I had to go back and really process that. But so many nuggets was being, um, was being dropped in that song, which is in some of the things they were saying. And what's crazy is that I think that more often than not, especially when you're younger, um, unfortunately, especially if you weren't taught, you know, um, just or have relationship maturity. A lot of times, you know, um, when you're young, you know, and shit, unfortunately, some people when they're older are still having relationships like this, where you have a toxic relationship like this, you know, volatile, um, horrible, you know, uh, type of relationship, um, abusive, you know, and then you stay. And so you see like how they're hurling insults. I mean, going gutter with each other throughout the whole song. And then ultimately they, they stayed, you know, they just endured each other. Um, my other favorite, so that's actually one of my favorite songs. I don't listen to it as much, but I can appreciate it. The only reason why I don't listen to it, because I mean, it's a lot going on in that song, but I can appreciate it. Um, Count Me Out is probably, probably if I wanted to just have a song just to sit and listen to, um, probably one of my favorites on the CD. Uh, definitely had that one on repeat. And then the two songs at the end that really stuck out to me a lot was Auntie Diaries. Um, 
I think that really resonated with me on so many ways. And I share my story with you on my secrets um, episode where uh, I behave poorly, um, you know, uh, with my thought process towards the LGBTQIA community um, when I was young, you know, because I didn't know and I walked in a lot in ignorance um, with um, people experience in general, um, very much ignorant to all of that. And so um, I thought that was good to kind of talk about his family dynamics and, you know, uh, his experience with it. You know, he talked about, you know, using derogatory words and things like that. And basically he kind of really talked about how, like, even when he was seeing a family member, like transition and things like that, like he didn't think anything of it because he loved the person. I thought that was important to, you know, um, to hear. I loved Auntie Diaries. That was really good. It's um, also one of my favorites, but the one song that really got me the most out of, uh, all of them where I literally found myself sobbing was mother. I sober like, Wow really. Um, in that song, he talked about, um, how his mom, um, basically was putting off her trauma on him. So she, so he kind of talks about where his mom was like, I kept asking him, was he touched by his cousin? So at first I thought Kendra was about to say that, you know, he, uh, he, he was, but he didn't say that. He said, no, he wasn't, but he said his mom didn't believe him. And so she kept asking him and kept asking him and she never believed him, never believed him when he said that he was never touched by the cousin. And because, and like, and then he talked about how that made him feel with her not believing, you know, his experience. Right. But then he was saying that she found it hard to believe that nothing happened to him because she was molested and touched as a child. So because she was sexually assaulted, she couldn't believe that her son wasn't. So he talked about that. And then he talked about how, you know, his mom, you know, went through an abusive relationship and how, you know, he wanted to help her, but he's only five years old and how that experience, you know, affected him as well. He then goes on to talk about, um, you know, how basically he stepped out on his, on his lady. And he talked about that and just how, you know, basically he wants to, and he knew it was important for him to break generational cycles to try to be better and to try to give his kids a better life and experience than what he had. And that was the point of him going to therapy to try to break down these walls. And so then the song ends by, you know, his kids basically thanking him for, you know, breaking the cycle and doing the work. I loved it. I think Kendrick Lamar is one of the greatest storytellers of our generation. And I love and I talk about this all the time, you know, mental health is something that's very important to me. It's something that's always going to be a part of my life. Um, you know, I'm doing a whole complete life pivot, uh, to be, um, immersed in, um, you know, uh, mental health, um, more fully. And, you know, I think it's important when you see people of this stature, kind of reminiscent of, uh, Jay-Z and 444, you know, um, J Cole and off season, you know, you really get a grown man CD and I've heard people be like, Oh, you know, I can only listen to the CD one time. Like I'm good. Like, and I think it's unfortunate because 
I, I look at people that tell me they're uncomfortable from the CD because it makes me wonder what makes you uncomfortable. And I think the fact that so many people walk around and are afraid to unlock the shit they have going on inside themselves and really dive into what their experiences are, you know, what their past experiences have been. How did that affect me? You know what I'm saying? And make me do some of the shit that I did. Like now I'm at a point where I, I, I do want happiness, right? Like I don't want to be fucking broken. And I think when you finally have that aha moment of, I don't want to be broken. Let me figure out how I can change this, fix this and just be better in general. Um, I think that's, that's what Kendrick went through. I think that's how you get this body of work. And I think it's so important because there's so many people that walk around that feel this way or, or also just walk around broken and they, they, they are all over the place and really, and truly it starts with working on self and working on self inside. And so I always love when you see an artist reach that point where they're starting to speak on their experiences, even athletes too, because I've talked about that too. They start speaking on their experiences, speaking on their, their life journey, because that with the level of influence, I think it's going to reach somebody. And especially with men and especially with black men, I think it's important for you to stop thinking that you're weak. If you go to therapy, you're weak. If you talk to somebody, you're not. And we all need, you know, help. And we all need just encouragement. And we all need just somebody to say like, Hey, you know, you might've had these experiences over here, but you can break these cycles over here and just getting the tools to know how to break them, how to be better, how to be different, you know? And that's something that, for me, that's what I got from this CD. And I appreciate it so much. Like I appreciate Kendrick so much for sharing this with us, but I also appreciate it from the standpoint of, I hope this reaches more men listening to the, listen to this and hearing, you know, someone say like, yo, you know, like, um, go, you know, it's nothing wrong with going to get help. You know, it's nothing wrong with changing your mindset towards this. You know, it's nothing wrong with being a father, but also not just being a father, but being invested in the experience of your child and their life and what you want from, for them and what you want them to experience in life. Because if you, if you're healthy as a parent, then you're going to be, your kids are going to grow up around healthy environment and see healthy relationships because now you know what it takes to be in a healthy relationship, right? Even if you're not in a relationship with their, with their, uh, with the other parent, you still know how to function in a healthy environment for the child. So it's so many things that, you know, um, this CD makes you think about, but I really appreciated it. Um, definitely check it out if you haven't already, but I'm sure you, most of you probably have, but, um, just share your thoughts with me on what you thought. Tell me what your favorite songs were. I gave my favorite songs, but I love the whole thing. I literally can listen to the whole thing from beginning to end. I never skip any songs when I listen to it. I mean, honestly, it's an experience, um, for sure. But I think it's very much, um, amazing storytelling in the CD. I very much appreciate it. And, you know, we're May is Mental Health Awareness Month, guys. You know, we're rounding it out. Um, I always tell people that no matter, you know, what you prefer, just pick your poison, you know, and, uh, don't be afraid to dive into yourself. You know, um, I've been a work in progress for a very long time. I've been in this therapy journey for a very long time. 
uh, I think seven years now, I want to say. And it's still things that I learn about myself. It's so many, it's still things that I have to renew about myself. It's so many things that I'm still walking towards. But I will say that I've been so thankful to get through the hard parts of therapy to see the other side and actually walk in my purpose and actually can be able to say that like I'm truly actually happy uh, in life in general. And that took a lot of work. And therapy is one of those things that it's not instant gratification. It's something that whatever you pour into is what you're going to get out of it for sure. But once you really, really invest in it and get to the other side to where now you're starting to really understand some shit about yourself, it's great. It's amazing. And when you get that feeling, it's unshakable, really. It's a, I mean, I can look at somebody and see they're full of shit. I can look at people and see like, hmm. Maybe they don't belong in my life or see like, mm, maybe I might need to put a boundary with this person, you know, and it's cool. You know, I, I'm, re- I'm very um, mindful and honestly, you know, um, very selfish with who I have around me and who I decide to insert in my life. And I'm really, I don't mind it at all. You know, before I used to, you know, care, you know, so much about what people thought and, you know, if, if I do this, you know, how would it affect them? But shit, I wasn't even thinking about how it would affect me. So, um, I think just like getting those tools, even for little shit like that has just been great for me in general. So that's why I'm always going to be an advocate for mental health, you know, walking into your healing journey, taking it serious, investing in it, investing back into yourself, doing affirmations, doing mantras, you know, pray, journal, all those good things. But that's all I have today for the thought of the week. Share your thoughts about the CD. Tell me what's your favorites. Um, hope to have a guest soon. Might have one next week. I'm not really sure, but we'll see. Uh, don't forget to follow the show. You can follow me on Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, IGMT podcast. And also don't forget if you want to be part of the book club, email me IGMT podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to email me as well if you want to be part of the show or you can find me on Instagram. And like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.